Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome back to another episode of the Saturnalia Podcast. Um, This one's going to be a little spooky, too, just because Halloween is tomorrow. Um, I still can't believe that Halloween is tomorrow. I really feel like we just, like, celebrated Christmas and New Year's, and now suddenly we're about to be doing it all over again. Um, The years just keep flying by, don't they? It's funny, like, when you're a kid, everything seems to go by so slowly, and then when you start growing up, it's like, there, it's like, where does the year go, you know? I don't know why that happens that way, what kind of, like, cruel joke it is, but hey, whatever, that's, that's life. So, yeah, this episode, I kind of wanted to cover serial killers. I think that's, like, a pretty decent topic for Halloween. I'm not very versed in like many serial killers so you know this isn't going to be some like in-depth true crime thing but um you know we all the ones that we all know and love like or maybe not love but you know what I mean like the Manson family or Ted Bundy the Zodiac Killer people like that Jeffrey Dahmer all those kinds of usual suspects or unusual suspects uh yeah so my favorite if I had to pick probably it's a toss-up between the Manson family, like Charles Manson and the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez. Um, We recently watched, well, not recently now, but there was that Night Stalker documentary on Netflix, which I'd always kind of been interested in that case just because it, like, it's super old, happened in LA, like, it's crazy, terrified my, my parents when they were living there at the same time as all this, and like, you know, it's just, like, crazy stuff, and sometimes when you watch these, like, documentaries or, like, movies about it, it's, like, you kind of, film makes you not think about it as much, like, I know when I was watching that Ted Bundy movie with Zac Efron, uh, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile, I didn't, like, you kind of forget that these people are, like, terrible, depending on how they depict them, and it's, like, this crazy cat and mouse game with your feelings about it even though you know like okay like Ted Bundy was a piece of shit like he was doing this crazy shit to girls and and whatever but like they sometimes they really portray them like just way way too charming you know and obviously that was a big deal with Ted Bundy like people thought he was attractive and whatever and Richard Ramirez was the same way I don't think Charles Manson was that way I don't think anybody like you know except for maybe his family members but I will say that he did have a lot of girls and a lot of guys out there that were wearing, like, the X's on their foreheads and dressing up for him and things like that outside of the courtroom, and they were, you know, writing him letters and things like that, and he was essentially still controlling things from, like, behind those those walls when he was in there, and people were singing songs for him, and they were, you know, of course, fighting all the press and stuff like that, so, you know, he did have a following, but in a different way than, like, Ted Bundy did for just being attractive and charming, so, yeah, and I say family members because that's just what they were called, like, his cult members, like, his family, they called it, like, family instead because it, you know, ran deeper than that, so that's, uh, yeah, if you're not familiar, I don't mean, like, family family, just, like, what his, his followers were called, but, you know, I, I think that sometimes they portray them in ways that, like, makes you sort of, like, fall into the trap of, like, oh, like, the way people felt when they were experiencing this in real life, how you can kind of understand it, you know, because people were that way about Ted Bundy, were that way about Richard Ramirez, you know, they just had, like, this sort of, like, aura about them, which kind of goes hand in hand with what they were doing, I guess, because, you know, they were luring people in 
to do whatever with them. And I just think that's like crazy. Like the psychology behind it is insane. I'm not a psychologist. I have not even the first idea of anything to do with that, but like wanting to kind of like get into their heads is like, I don't know, maybe that makes me crazy. I know plenty of people do like with the true crime genre kind of booming right now. Um, it's not that unheard of for people to be, like, super interested in, in what's going on and, like, what the, what the appeal is, essentially. So, if you haven't heard of Charles Manson and that whole shebang, you know, essentially, he had been in and out of trouble his whole life, and then, you know, he was a musician, which I, I think, I don't want to be like, I connect with this, but, like, it, it's sort of like, I don't condone it at all, not one bit, but I, (laughs) can understand maybe a little like oh this is probably gonna get me in trouble but he was a musician and it kind of like all boiled to a head like obviously he was crazy like from day one and he had a lot of like shit going on and there was some definitely some issues there and he had really shitty views he just was a shitty person but he was also a musician and he played for one of the beach boys like they were friends with him i don't remember exactly like what were the connection was but like he was connected with the beach boys so he came over and he was like, playing music for them and essentially like it came out being that they kind of took his ideas and made them his their own and he you know they essentially rejected him as far as like getting a deal whatever there's a lot that goes into this story if you want to know more you could totally look it up but he sort of just, like, went crazy. Like, he had this dream, and he was rejected for it, you know? So, essentially, it was like, okay, not everybody should turn to this. Nobody should turn to murder, right? But in his warped mind, it was like, okay, well, now I'm gonna fucking kill you all. So, instead of getting his own hands dirty, he decided to send his family members up to the house where he knew this guy from the Beach Boys lived. So, that was when, you know, we find out in this whole case that that's where Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski were living, and the LaBiancas were living next door. And essentially it was like, okay, it's this house and kill whoever the fuck's in there. So that's how we came to the Tate LaBianca murders, because I believe they ended up going next door and killing them as well. I don't exactly remember how that happened, so don't quote me, but off the top of my head, you know, both of them were murdered. Roman Polanski obviously was not, Sharon Tate was, and she was pregnant, so, you know, which is just this big, like, it's a tragedy, like, it's awful, just because it was sort of, like, this, you destroy my dream, like, revenge killing, which I understand being upset, for sure, but not, not to that degree, so some people obviously take rejection a little too hard, but yeah, so that's essentially, like, he snapped, like, his dream was just dashed and divided, and he just kind of snapped, and that's, like, what happened there, but he had already been, like, doing stupid shit, like, planting IDs in places, like, trying to cause, like, a race war, which is ridiculous, like, he thought, like, the Beatles' White Album was some kind of race thing as well, and that's why Helter Skelter came out of it, and, you know, why it was, like, painted in blood on the walls, and he told his family members, like, do something witchy, and to leave behind as, like, a mark, you know, and I just, he was a fucked up person, like, the shit that he did, and the, the, the ways that, like, the way that he thought was, like, ridiculous, so, you know, whatever, um, but there's definitely been movies and things that have come out about the whole situation, the Manson family, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was actually one of those, and I love Tarantino, and I love the movie itself. At the same time, though, I was a little disappointed that there was not more of the Manson family in there, just because, like, all of the trailers were kind of alluding to the fact that there would be a heavier presence of the Manson family members, and don't get me wrong, there was, like, 
a lot to do with it. Like, they went to Spawn Ranch, and they had, like, Squeaky and everybody that was, like, associated and some other random girls that were all actually, like, Hollywood big shots, like, daughters, which I thought was pretty interesting. But I just thought it was going to be more based around that. Either way, I still love the film. But I was kind of upset that it wasn't as focused on the Manson family, and then I was like, oh, like, that's, that's it, huh? Like, that's why. Like, people really romanticize it, and you kind of just want to, like, get wrapped up in that world and and be a part of it and see like what what the fuck you know but it ended up just being about like the title suggests Hollywood is like a day in the life of Hollywood essentially you know they're following Sharon Tate who is at the time just this budding actress and they're following the original characters Cliff Booth and and Rick Dalton and their lives and all their experiences in Hollywood and just like literally a day in the life of people who are in Hollywood and experience these things and in a way Quentin Tarantino just went and erased it all and made it right you know at the end Sharon Tate spoiler alert is okay and they she becomes friends with Rick Dalton and all as well but you know obviously it's just a Tarantino film that's just fiction but you know it probably would have been cooler if it did end that way for real but you know Ted Bundy was another one people were so in awe with him like girls would watch his court cases religiously and followed him like he was like you know their savior almost and you know Ted Bundy would never like he's innocent and that just goes hand in hand with like this weird like charming aura that serial killers seem to just always put out I don't think there's one that I've heard of that's been not kind of charming in a way you know I guess you kind of have to to know what you're doing (laughs) in order to lure people in I think the general, like, human, like, curiosity of humanity is, like, what fucking, like, makes this person tick? Like, what, what's going on in your head that you're trying to, like, justify this enough to yourself? Because, like, obviously, deep down, like, they've got to be feeling some kind of way. And I don't know if it's just sort of, like, a trigger where you're, like, okay, well, this, like, really shitty, terrible thing happened, so now I'm gonna do it and it's clearly okay because like whatever happened to me as a kid except obviously the murder because here they are which you know a lot of them had trouble and like issues when they were kids with like adults like they were being abused in some way or another too and that kind of lent to how they're living their lives like now so I think that's got a lot to do with it not that it's an excuse but I think that there's something there that had to do with that then too So really, to me, I just feel like they're more like, who are you trying to convince, like yourself or other people? Because they always have like a weird justification for shit too, that like never makes sense. And I just think that's so strange and I don't, like I can't fathom being capable of doing things like that and even like thinking about like, it's just really crazy to me. And I, it also like intrigues me because the human brain is so fucking weird, you know, and it's amazing what some people, like, what lengths people will go to or what people will do just to satisfy, like, an itch. Like, if you've ever seen Dexter, the TV show, he's born with it, essentially. He's a serial killer in his blood. He's just like that. So, obviously, there's, you know, chances that some people are really just born that way. Um, I mean, I know it's a TV show, it's just fiction, but it kind of gives you this, like, insight into a serial killer's mind in that way, I think. I know a lot of the time people who make shows like this like to do their research and like to be as accurate as possible, and there's definitely, like, elements of, like, fiction for sure, obviously, but I also think that they really, they really do work at it, and you do 
you you begin to like kind of like him you know and it's like a thing so this whole topic is just like really weird and like it can air on one side or the other and I just I don't know I could go on like when it comes to tv shows and things like that because in that regard you know you you get to see inside the mind whether it's real or not and it kind of does like whatever reasons they give you can start to make sense because in Dexter you know he has this code of ethics that he was given as a kid to make sure that he didn't just go start murdering random people. He only kills bad guys. So depending on where you stand on that, it it's not entirely bad. <laughs> so it's just like serial killers in real life are obviously bad. There's no reason to kill anybody. But in TV shows, I think it really plays to our fascination of that kind of mindset. So I just think that like, trying to get into the mind of a serial killer is insane and there's totally like shows out there other than Dexter like I think you is one I haven't seen it but I want to there's just a lot of like serial killer shows like that because of the demand because we're not like we're crazy but we're not that crazy obviously if everybody feels that way if we're like all intrigued by it right we just are intrigued and like fascinated by people with different minds than ours and it's just, like, the crazy psychology of it, you know? There's no explanation. And, and if there is, like, a legitimate one out there, feel free to let me know. But I haven't heard of one yet. And then you have, like, the real weirdos out there, too. Like, I mean, they're all pretty bad, but Jeffrey Dahmer was fucking eating people. You know, like, that's a whole other ball game. Like, there's, like, killing people, and then there's killing them and eating them. Like, killing people is awful and bad, but killing them and eating them is fucking disgusting on top of it all. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, that's just insane. And what's worse, I think the, like, craziest part of all of this is that any of these guys could be your neighbor. Like, most of these guys, everybody just thought they were, like, normal. Like, oh, Ted Bundy was just the charming guy next door. Jeffrey Dahmer was just the guy next door. I don't know about Richard Ramirez and, and Charlie Manson. But I know, like, a lot of them were just, like, everyday people. And to me, it's, like, crazy to think that, like, you don't, like, you don't know your neighbors. Like, you don't know that, like, this guy who's, like, going to college next door and has a dog is is keeping heads in his freezer and eating people's livers with a nice Chianti. Like, it's insane to me. Granted, I haven't heard of, like, a modern-day serial killer. I think in this day and age, it'd probably be pretty hard because, I mean, there's a camera on every corner. Like, there's social media. Like, people are tied to something in one way or another. So it's, it's you know back in the day, I could totally see that because people were a little more susceptible to things like that. There was no, like, Instagram stalking and, like, background checks because of social media or whatever else. It was, like, what you see was kind of what you got until you figured out, like, on your own, sometimes, unfortunately, what this person was like. So it's just really, in this day and age, I guess we're, I don't want to say lucky because it's not like that's, you know, but it's different. So it's just crazy. I don't know, like, serial killers in general are just insane and, uh, just, uh. <laughs> but I hope you guys have a happy Halloween if you celebrate. Um, get lots of candy if you're not trick-or-treating, which I'm sure you're not. Um, enjoy your kids' candy <laughs> if you have kids. Uh, if not, just have a good time. Have a good Sunday. And I will see you again next Saturday for the next episode. And, uh, yeah, enjoy your week at Astra.